Well, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. So today is episode 89, and we are taking a look at the book of Genesis, and we are moving on to chapter 5. So we are moving right along. This is really good. So again, I'm reading from the Leadership Bible, the NIV, the New International Version. Again, you can purchase this on Amazon. It's a really good edition. I strongly, um, I was going to say highlight it, but suggest it. <laughs> I was thinking I need to probably buy some highlighters because I've been marking up my Bible with my pen so much. I have so much underlined and so many notes. It's really good. God is enlightening the mind and he gives us wisdom. So we're going to be reading from Genesis chapter 5. So this is talking about from Adam to Noah. So let's go ahead and dive in here. It says, this is the written account of Adam's family line. So this is a genealogy, a family tree. It's like 23andMe before 23andMe came about. So it says, when God created mankind, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them. Notice it says male and female. It doesn't say male and male or female and female or hermaphrodite and hermaphrodite or transgender or LGBTQ. There are only two sexes, male and female. And the only way that you can be blessed um, in regards to your sexuality is to know what you are. And if you're going to have sex, you need to do it God's way, which is if you're a male, you need to marry a woman. If you're female, you need to marry a man. So that's how you're blessed with procreation and with children. So just FYI, be aware of that. It's not rocket science. And it says here, and he named them mankind when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. After Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Adam lived a total of 930 years. That's almost a thousand years. <laughs> That's amazing, right? So if you think God cannot extend your life or heal you, you're so wrong. I mean, Adam lived to be 930 years of age. How amazing is that? And so he, he died when um, after being a 930 years old. Uh, when Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh. After he became the father of Enosh, Seth lived 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Seth lived a total of 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he became the father of Kenan. After he became the father of Kenan, Enosh lived 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enosh lived a total of 905 years, and then he died. When Kenan had lived 70 years, he became the father of, I'm not sure I pronounced this, I think it's Mahalalel. After he became the father of Mahalalel, Kenan lived 840 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Kenan lived a total of 910 years, and then he died. When Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he became the father of Jared. After he became the father of Jared, Mahalalel lived 830 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Mahalalel lived a total of 895 years, and then he died. When Jared had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. After he became the father of Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Jared lived a total of 962 years, and then he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. 
Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. When Methuselah had lived 187 years, he became the father of Lamech. After he became the father of Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Methuselah lived a total of 969 years and then he died. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named him Noah and said, He will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. After Noah was born, Lamech lived 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Lamech lived a total of 777 years and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Chepheth. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's either Chepheth or Chepheth. I don't know if PH is a P or an F, but you know what I'm saying. So that's chapter 5 if you have any questions about that. But what's interesting about this is it shows the genealogy from Adam to Noah. And here's the thing. If you think your life is not worth living, you are so wrong. Think about how many years people lived back then. Like how long their lifespan was. Here's the thing. If you think that you're only going to live to be 65, then that's all you're going to live because that's what you think. Because what is in your heart or what is in your mind goes to your heart and vice versa. So, you know, if you want to live to be 120 or 150 or however old you want to live, hey, go for that. Ask God to bless your life and live a wonderful life. Instead of saying, oh, I'm 35 years old, I'm 35 years young. You know, what's interesting is I went to a doctor's appointment not too long ago, and my doctor was just reading over my chart to me. It's like a follow-up or something. And he goes, he said, well, your name is such and such. And he goes, you are 39 years young. And I just kind of smiled. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like he never has said you're such, you're 39 years old. He goes, you're 39 years young. Like he just has a very positive perspective, a positive outlook on life. And I just thought that was really wonderful. I, I just, I've never heard a doctor speak positively about age. <laughs> I, just I just haven't heard that. So it was really nice and refreshing. And I just thought it was really neat. I just thought, you know, this doctor is the exception. So, you know, the doctor I'm thinking of, the Lord bless him because he is definitely a good guy. So getting back to the scripture here, what's very interesting is that, you know, Noah... He's, he's, he very much plays a very important role in the history of the Judeo-Christian faith because we're going to see later on the chapters about how God uh, brings a tremendous flood on the earth, but he saves Noah and his family because Noah finds favor with God. And you know what's interesting is that I feel like sometimes people forget that God finds favor with mankind. I think the biggest mistake that people make is they throw their favor away. And the way they throw their favor away is because they just believe anything and everything that this world says and does. And it places basically this world on a pedestal as opposed to worshiping the one true God. So, for example, if modern medicine says, oh, the average lifespan is 65. Well, I say, you know, screw that. Excuse my language. I say go for like 150. Just go for it. Just go for it. Like, you know. I'm all for doctors and everything, and I love modern medicine. I love science. I love all that because I'm a very black and white, yes and no kind of gal. I'm very factual. I love documentaries, all that jazz. You know, all that stuff is good. But I also know to have faith. 
I also know to believe in something. I also know to, to, to believe in something that is beyond my understanding. And what I mean by that is that with God, all things are possible, meaning nothing is impossible for God. And I've said this before. There's a quote from Audrey Hepburn. I'm not a fan of her acting per se, but I love this quote. She says, in the word impossible says, I'm possible. Think about that. And just think about what Audrey Hepburn went through. Um, her and her family, I don't know if some of her relatives died or not, but I know that she and some of her relatives escaped the Nazis um, during World War II. And at one point, they did not, well, for the most part, when they were running from the Nazis and escaping for their lives, they did not have access to food, water, and shelter. I mean, just imagine what her childhood and her teeny bopper years were like. And then I think she and her family immigrated to the United States, and she took up ballet and dancing, and then she was headhunted and you know, by a talent scout, and then you know, the rest is history about her career and about how successful she was, and truly, a, I would say, an amazing actress. Amazing actress, excuse me. It's just that I'm not a big fan of the the shows that she was in. And I just never really connected to her um, in her in her characters, but as a person, she was a very interesting person, and she was a very sweet, um, sweet natured person. And I've never met her, but the charity work that she did, and just the way that she would speak in interviews, you could tell that she is a sweet, kind, and gentle soul. And, you know, I find that to be very interesting that she was not bitter about what happened to her and her family when they were escaping the Nazis during World War II. That doesn't mean they tolerated it or liked it or approved of it, of what the Nazis did, but she overcame impossible odds. So I find it to be very interesting that instead of being negative, instead of giving up, instead of practicing hate or bitterness, she chose to have a better life all the days of her life. That is definitely the exception to the rule if you think about it. So FYI, be aware that if God be for you, who dare be against you? And you know what? We, we all have dreams. And if you're going to dream, dream big. And that's what Donald Trump said to one of his daughters. Hey, you know, you're, you're going to dream anyway, so go big. Dream big. Just go for it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out. Get up and try again. That is amazing, excellent advice. And, you know, I find very interesting is that, you know, Donald Trump, he has never looked down on his daughters. Like he's never said, oh, you're a woman. You'll never accomplish anything. He never did that. And he still doesn't do that. I think that is such an amazing, an amazing trait for a father to have, that they actually believe in their daughters. I think it's easy for parents, especially fathers, to believe in their sons. But I don't know. For some reason, of course, I'm speaking from the Bible Belt in Oklahoma. It's not very common for fathers to believe in their daughters and that they can accomplish great and wonderful things. It's like they think that only men can accomplish great and wonderful things like Alexander the Great. It's like, okay, well, have you forgotten Cleopatra <laughs> and some of the other women that ruled their empires? I mean, just look at the different monarchies like Queen Elizabeth, um, so Catherine the Great, and then... Um, was there Queen Victoria? I'm trying to remember all the queens from the monarchies. But anyway, uh, well, there was Mary, Queen of the Scots. You know, but it's just one of those things like, folks, you, you know, we dream dreams anyway. So if you're going to accomplish something, which whether you realize it or not, 
let me describe this better. Whether you realize it or not, you are going to accomplish something anyway. So why not accomplish something that you actually want, that you actually desire? So go big. Because with God, all things are possible because nothing is impossible with our Heavenly Father. I will go ahead and end this podcast, but as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.